moments that matter. Uh, moments that matter. Moments that matter. Moments that matter. Welcome to another edition of the Moments That Matter podcast series. I'm your host Darren Clear and today I'm going to be joined by Jordan Evans and Jordan runs her own food seasoning and meal based preparation company called Mingle Seasoning. And the conversation that we have touches on a number of areas. I kind of thought going into this we'd talk mostly around nutrition and the nutritional benefits that her seasoning range has but we touched on a number of different areas including how she's promoted her business uh, she touches on the importance of having mentors and understanding what she did and didn't know to the, the success of her business and also around uh, the importance of the social aspect of food and that's something that's very important to her business. So it's a wide ranging discussion and I really hope that you get plenty out of it today. So Jordan, I'll get you to start just by t- taking me through, the give me the one to two minute rundown of your career to date. What sort of led you to this point in your professional life? My first full-time job was a marketing assistant at a drinks company called Cappy Sparkling. So an all-natural company that used no preservatives. And at the time when I started, there was about 14 members. So it was essentially, yeah, a startup. I was in the trenches learning everything, not only marketing, but logistics, um, how to market a product. I was involved in all the meetings with Woolworths and Coles and grew in that company for four years and ended up being the marketing manager there. And after four years, I had a bit of an itch. I grew up in a, um, a family uh, dad owns a plumbing business, so grew up in small business and knew that I had aspirations to own my own business one day. And it was the light bulb moment went off for me on a Sunday afternoon when I was cooking my lunches for the week. I went to the pantry and because of my experience at Cappy, I had started to realize that a lot of multinational companies were cutting certain corners, um, you know, filling their their food foods and with preservatives and different ingredients. And I just became more of an avid label reader um, on a personal note, not wanting to consume those um, ingredients. But I hadn't really looked at, I guess, the seasonings that I'd been using for years. Um, but this particular day, yeah, I went to the pantry and I was like, oh, what's actually in this seasoning blend that I use? And I... I loved a seasoning um, purely for its convenience and I could just simply shake it on my chicken and veg um, every Sunday. And then, yeah, much to my surprise, I realized that the mass market seasonings that I had been using contained um, sugars, high amounts of salt, emulsifiers, vegetable oil and preservatives. And it was at that point where I was like, ah, is there a healthy natural alternative in the supermarkets? Went down to the supermarkets, realised that there there wasn't a healthy offering, and it was at that point where I decided to yeah I conceived Mingle, I gave birth to it, and it was a side hustle for I would say about six months, um, and then transitioned into running it full time. I'm not surprised you're from a marketing background because I love the name Mingle. Where did you where did you come up with that name? I mean, is that linked to the sort of social aspect of food as well in your mind? 
Yeah. So at the moment, yes, we sell seasonings. But really, yeah, the brand stands for people and food coming together. And I think um, not only are the spices mingled together and blended together, but yeah, food is a universal language that really connects us. And that is, I guess, my life mission of I, I really want people to make the time to properly connect with food and around a dinner table. And I think that's where the sort of natural element too comes in, doesn't it? Because do you sort of feel you, there is more of a connection with food when it is natural and when you're making it from scratch yourself and you're sort of feeling like you're taking out those chemicals and those things that might not be as good for us? Yeah, I, I certainly do. I think um, you're more of a, a conscious person when you are um, being selective with, yeah, what, what you consume. And there's just something beautiful about I call um, mingle kind of enables uh, speed scratch cooking, but there is something beautiful about cooking from scratch or having some convenient solutions. But knowing what's going into your food and into your body, I definitely, um, I think, yeah, allows for a healthier life. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think it is just that mindset, isn't it, that we, we, you know, you're eating well you know you're eating natural and you, and that's what's good about reading labels, I guess, is to understand uh, exactly what you're putting into your body each night for the meals. Uh, and, and as I said to you off air, I would not have picked seasoning as, as I guess you wouldn't have before you started this journey as an, as something I'll probably, because I'm a label reader as well, but not in the, in terms of seasoning. It wasn't until I was preparing mm. to talk to you today that I actually pulled some seasonings out and went, oh, actually, I probably should have been reading these. So help us understand, I guess, some of the things that are in the normal seasonings that you might get from the shops uh, outside of, of course, your Mingle brand and what and what you yeah. replace those with when you've made your own seasonings. I might answer your second question first, if that's okay. Yeah. But um, we essentially haven't added anything. We've almost stripped it back. I really had a stance around no nasties and only using natural ingredients. And the key ingredients that I took out was the added sugar. I really didn't think it was necessary. Sugar is a cheap ingredient. Yes, it you know gets the taste buds going, but it really isn't necessary to um, have a flavoursome meal. And yeah, it's related to diabetes. I just didn't think it was necessary. So it was more stripping out ingredients that I didn't think was necessary to achieve a flavoursome, healthy, delicious meal. High amounts of salt. So salt's a, a very cheap ingredient for uh, multinational companies to bulk up the blend so most of the seasonings that you find in the supermarket the first or second ingredient is salt and really that's to cheapen the the blend and for um cost economies um another ingredient is vegetable oil so highly processed and quite toxic so wanted to strip that out and yeah a, a range of different preservatives that really are just for the for the purpose of keeping those seasonings on shelf for longer. So your seasoning does not have quite as long a shelf life, does it? Or is it is is it not that much different when when you come at the end of the day? Yeah, it's it's actually not much different. So I think it's all come down to communication with our customers. So on our label, we actually say, hey, because we use natural ingredients, our seasonings over time. So we have a shelf life of twelve to eighteen months. 
over time, our seasonings may solidify a little bit and there might be a little bit of clumping, but simply just tap the bottle, break it up, and it's still good to to use. And because we've been very open and embraced that we use natural ingredients, people have embraced, I guess, using a natural product and haven't had any concerns with, with shaking their bottle up. How hard was it to get the same level of flavour out of your seasonings when you start to, t- to take out the sugar and the salt? Was it as hard as you thought it might have been or was it actually reasonably easy? It actually was reasonably easy. I know salt and sugar are quite addictive ingredients, but yeah, it was just trial and error. And also, yeah, just having integrity of saying, we're not going to use sugar or we we have a little bit of salt, but it's probably one of the last ingredients and just iterating, iterating, iterating until we um, felt confident that we had a delicious product that people would love. And did you give any thought to how big the portion should be given that there's a slightly uh, less shelf life with your seasonings? Maybe you bring it back a little bit from what you would normally get or is is it the same amount? Um, as as every as your competitors. So originally, I actually sold these seasonings online just to test the market and to really build that relationship direct with my customer. And we actually launched them in a hundred and twenty gram bottles. So originally, it was a it was even a bigger bottle. And the purpose was also to reframe the way people use spices and seasonings. So I did a bit of research and. A 40-gram bottle, I think, is, uh, let's say, of cinnamon is consumed um, in an average household about eight times a year. And I really wanted people to be cooking quite frequently with Mingle and use it as an everyday, everyday seasoning, whether it be for breakfast, lunch or dinner. And at the time, I also was a meal prepper and we launched with that intention. So... There was nothing worse than for me on a Sunday using half the bottle of the seasoning and then within two weeks I'd run out and had to go back to the supermarket. So, yeah, the answer to your question is we actually went bigger and then have transitioned back to a smaller bottle uh, once we launched into supermarkets. I mean, I think to one of the just interesting thing from my personal journey with food is I went off sugar probably... Oh, a couple of years ago now, maybe even three or four years ago, and I found my taste buds changed actually pretty quickly, and I now react mm-hmm. pretty strongly against sugar, whereas when mm. I first started, I probably would have said certain things were a bit bland when you're eating sugar all the time, but it's amazing how yeah. quickly uh, that you that you sort of, uh, your, your taste buds adapt to sort of the new reality of your diet. I mean, have you heard the same sort of feedback from your customers that they've, that once they sort of take on this 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 new uh, diet, if you like, and, and start cutting the sugars and things like that out, that their, their tastes change and um, they actually, you know, and, and I think it's much more refined now, my palate for food, than what it would, would have been previously. Yeah, I would, I would say on a personal note, I would agree with you, Darren. And um, the customers, I, a, a lot of them are coming back to repurchase, which, yeah, does suggest that they are enjoying the product. And I think as well, we've tapped into lots of different communities being different fitness communities. The keto community have really embraced Mingle as it's aligned with, their, with, with kind of their structured diet. So, I w- yeah, I would say that, and I, I, I might be biased and 
um, I guess I'm speaking to you and you've gone off sugar, but I also feel like people are becoming more conscious consumers. And I know, yeah, my sugar consumption has gone down and a lot of my friends and family are also looking for lower sugar options. So talk to me about the the evolution of the business because have you sort of, because you obviously identified a gap in the market in terms of the seasoning, but as you did more research in this area, did you sort of find more gaps in the market that you've been able to take advantage of in a similar way? Yes. So originally I launched with seven seasoning blends. Um, so the intention really was for those seasoning blends to be, it, it was for everyday cooking and you could simply shake these seasoning blends on your chicken, on your veg, whether you're grilling, whether you're baking, you'd you'd use these seasonings. And then I also noticed not only was there an opportunity in seasonings, but also in meal bases and essentially, um, you know, the packets in the supermarket where you're cooking a one pan meal and whether it be a curry, spaghetti, bolognese, butter chicken. And I realized that the same thing that I noticed in seasonings was also happening in meal bases. So a lot of those packets um, have a lot of preservatives, a lot of sugar, a lot of nasties. And so it was probably about a year and a half in, we developed a range of sachet meal bases that you use, you're you're making a meal for four, you use that one sachet all in one consumption um, and it creates a delicious meal in one pot. And that was really, once again, tailored to health, convenience and empowering our customers yeah, to create delicious, delicious meals for, for lunch and dinner. And has that been the vision to sort of say, you know, mingle is going to be part of your, your weekly routine when you're creating dishes and, and getting your sort of, you, you know, your meal prep done for the week? Because a lot of people do that, don't they? They sort of take the time on the weekends to start preparing their meals. And I guess that's that's where you want to sort of fit into their to their lives from a marketing point of view and so I need to get the, you know, get the mingle seasoning and the meal and the meal bases, et cetera, out at that time. And was that your vision for the company uh, from when you started? Yeah, so as I mentioned with the big bottles uh, before, Originally testing the market, we probably positioned Mingle as a meal prep solution and now it's transitioned into yeah, an everyday meal solution. I really want people to I, – I'm, I'm out to reframe the way people look at cooking and rather than people see it as a chore, see it as an opportunity to create something but it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to slave away in the kitchen and I think we've created this cooking equation where we say pick your protein, pick a range of vegetables and then pick your pick your mingle, whether it be a seasoning or a meal base. And simply kind of making an equation for people allows people to interchange things, allows people for versatility. People don't get sick of the same thing and mingle, yeah, is the go-to flavour solution, we hope, every night. And do they get those that, that access through your website? Uh, yes, yeah. The cooking equation is on all our packaging and also on our website. And yeah, we have a range of, of recipes as well to inspire people um, on days when they don't feel inspired themselves. What's been the hardest part, do you think, of your journey to this point? I mean, has it been the manufacturing side or has it been more the marketing side uh, or even the distribution side? I mean, what, what sort of side of the business do you think has been the most challenging for you uh, since starting out? 
I would probably say the manufacturing side and scaling that. So we started grassroots level in my kitchen, then transitioned to a commercial kitchen, then transitioned to a small manufacturer. Um, And now that we're dealing with supermarkets, we've transitioned to a, a larger manufacturer. I don't come from a food technology background, so I was lucky when I did leave Cappy and started the business full-time, there was an opportunity to join an incubator program with Chobani Yogurt. And I was lucky enough to be yeah, surrounded by five food entrepreneurs that were going through the same journey with me. And also Chobani, like that is a company that I've looked up to for years. That founder um, is someone that, yeah, I have huge respect for. And they held my hand as I transitioned, I guess, from a yeah, small manufacturer manufacturer to a larger one and just the QA and ensuring that the quality yeah maintains ensuring that the flavor is is fulfilled that has probably been the biggest challenge and keeping up with demand stock forecasting has really been a challenge for our business and being out of stock I hate being out of stock because we're not fulfilling our customers needs but it's really been hard juggling that in particular with COVID-19, actually, because people have been cooking now more than ever. Yeah, I think, I mean, do you feel like with the COVID-19, people are now getting a bit more of a passion back for cooking in the home and making it a bit more of a part of their daily routine? And that's something that I would hope continues. I mean, do you foresee that's going to continue as well once we get beyond this pandemic? I, yes. So firstly, COVID-19 has made me really happy in that sense of people being homebound and really taking the opportunity to cook and connect. I think a lot of supermarkets ran out of yeast because everyone was baking bread at one point. (laughs) I think the moment restrictions um, loosen, I do foresee that people are going to be a bit enthusiastic to go out to restaurants and get that dose. But yeah, I do think that this time has allowed people to simplify life a little bit and reconnect back to the basics. And I think cooking has been one of them. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting because for Mother's Day, for example, we actually, because we want to continue to support some of our local restaurants that we would frequent. And what they did was they basically cooked a meal on their premises but had it prepared. So all we had to do was put it in the oven again on the day and do a few other things like that and you know, a few other preparation things. So I just had the kids do it on the day and it was actually a really good experience for them even though obviously it wasn't a, a very difficult uh, cooking experience but they were just able yeah. to cook the meal for their grandmothers and, and things like that. And So I think I'll be interested to see if restaurants start takes keep something similar on I mean how much work it's whether it's worth their while to do it or not for certain special occasions but certainly that's something that could continue and I, and I see a you know having the mingle seasoning is something that keeps people in that sort of frame of mind where we can do something reasonably easy uh, for a special occasion and then make it uh, so that you're doing that on a regular basis and cooking for yourself and then enjoying the experience of it. Another question I was going to ask is, in terms of, you said you always sort of, you started thinking about starting your own business. What is What are some of the things or even just one thing that you do in running your own business that you sort of wish that other people had done before you started in your own business? That is a great question. I'm trying to think of something because I was incredibly blessed working at Cappy Sparkling 
and the owner really did treat it like a family and you know every Thursday we had lunch around the kitchen table and he really not only treated us as obviously employees but as as human beings and I actually have instilled a lot of what I learned from Kathy I've instilled into my own business Honestly, it was it was such a good experience. I if I had if I started a business again, I might reframe your question a little bit. If I That's had well. started my business again, I probably would have done a business canvas or considered a co-founder or a business partner straight away. So I in the last six months now have two business partners and it honestly has changed my life and really made me be able to focus on the things that I'm good at but when I was a sole founder trying to juggle everything and had huge ambitions for where I wanted to take the brand I ended up burning out and realizing that I couldn't do my do it all myself so I think when you start a business and go through that honeymoon phase and think the world's your oyster that ambition is so important and sometimes a little bit of ignorance is bliss, but also live in reality with your resources, your money, your time and your abilities. Yeah, I think it's about identifying gaps in your own skill set to some extent, isn't it? And making sure uh, and and your, your time management as well, which you touched on, to make sure that you've got the right, you're surrounded by the right people and the right resources uh, to be able to do your job. Um, because I spoke to someone last week similar to yourself who ran their own business and he sort of said he started with some partners and then as time went on he sort of learned what they did and he was able to take on more of what they did but had he have, had he have not had them partners at the start probably like yourself he was doing too much he would have been doing too much within the business rather than the hands-on stuff that he needed to do uh, within that. So I, I think it's good that you learnt from, from previous businesses and then you, that was going to be my next question actually, sort of what would you do differently if you were starting again now? Uh, so that was that, that covered that side of it. What uh, if, if you had some nutrition advice for someone, someone sort of said to you, look, Jordan, I'm looking to improve my diet a little bit. You know, obviously, other than than pointing them to the mingle seasoning range and and the, yeah. the meal base range, what advice would you have for someone? The sort of the, the best thing you can do to start looking after your nutrition and improving your diet. I would say, I think the teacher told me taught me this of just keep it simple, stupid. Um, I I touched on that cooking equation previously but really that's been a game changer for the way I approach cooking meals is I think we get caught up in the drizzles the berry dust the garnishes and it all becomes a little bit too complicated and just going back to selecting a protein whether it be yeah beef chicken tofu chickpeas selecting a range of vegetables and then selecting a flavor that you can flavor those ingredients with it really takes it back to basics. And I really think a healthy life is that. It's it's simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. But you also need to enjoy it. And that's what, I guess, flavour is there to provide. So just to touch again on the, the equation. So you is it the flavour equation? We call it the mingle cooking formula. 
Oh, okay. And and that's listed yeah. on. So if I go to get a seasoning or if I go to get one of the the meal bases, it's actually listed on there as to what I what I should get or, or options, I guess, for the protein that you you can get, um, and sort of how I can go forward from there. So it makes it that easy for people, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. We've essentially, um, especially on the meal bases, we've essentially got you your shopping list. And yeah, there's six simple steps. And I think what you mentioned about the restaurants um, and the transition in COVID-19, I just wanted to touch base on that because we still want people to own the creation, just like your kids owned the creation as much as they had the tools and the restaurant gave them, I guess, the, the different ingredients. But we, yeah, we want people to feel empowered that they can interchange ingredients um, and re- recipes don't have to be structured. So that's why the formula is good because you can swap different vegetables in different nights. You can swap different proteins and swap different flavors, but you're guaranteed a tasty meal. That's right. And then you can, I guess you, you're expanding your palate and seeing what, what works and what, uh, you know, what, I guess it all works to a certain degree, but you're sort of seeing the different flavors that can come from different foods and, and different natural foods and they're not being masked by that sort of over-the-top sugar and, and uh, salt because sometimes if you with some of the old seasonings, you would have been, it wouldn't matter what you, sort of vegetables you put with it, all you can sort of taste is the seasoning. So I guess it, you, the way you're doing it with the, the natural side of it is it's really uh, encompassing the natural flavours of the vegetables themselves as well as the seasoning uh, on the side. So... Talk to me a little bit. I want to talk about the Nonna to Nana cookbook. Uh, and, and I guess uh, yeah. we've talked a lot about how valuable food is in your life, but maybe go back on and, and look at that as well because that's the, the sense that I got from sort of reading your, um, your part of the website, which I have to tell you too, that mm. you, your marketing's working because I, I got on and read your About Me on the website and I got on the Facebook shortly after and your Facebook page popped up <laughs> straight away on my feed. So I went straight in and liked We've got thought, you, well, Darren. We've got it, you. <laughs> your targeting's working on social media. So but talk to me about the, the Nonna to Nana cookbook uh, and, and again, sort of yeah. how valuable that, that food has been in your journey. Yeah, sure. So I grew up around a household where mum and dad really valued coming around the dinner table at least five times a week. And it was a time where dad would turn off the TV and it would, it, it was a time where we all connected as a family and starting a business really challenged, I guess, those day-to-day rituals for me. And I really compromised, um, on, on those special times. So I was working a lot, crazy hours, coming home late, not eating very well, and really missing that, that family time and coming around the dinner table. And one day my beautiful intern, Emma, came in with this cookbook called Nonna to Nana. She said, oh, Jods, mum bought me this for my birthday. Check this out. We should do a marketing campaign called Have You Called Your Nana? And I said, oh, what a great idea. But I actually haven't spoken to my nan in six months because I've been too busy And that's another thing in life is um, we are more often than not a hamster in a wheel and always, uh, and I got caught in it and always just thinking we're too busy to properly connect and spend time with loved ones. And um, I said, what a great idea, but I haven't spoken to my nan in six months. 
And if we're going to launch a campaign, I can't be a hypocrite. I actually need to call my nan. So I picked up the phone and I called Nan and I said, Nan, I'm so sorry I haven't seen you for six months. I've just been too busy and consumed in work. Um, and she said, it, it's all right, love. I said, come over for dinner on Monday night and I'll make you dinner. Now, when I got to Monday, it was 5 p.m. And Emma's like, leave the office, Jordan. And I was like, oh, I've got these emails. I've got to do this. And I was still resenting the fact that I'd committed to dinner with my Nan. But anyway, left the office got back home and Nan was there with her Oyster Bay champagne, super excited to see me. And um, I just whipped up a simple, delicious meal, put it on the table. And before I sat down, I said to my little sister, tonight Nan is the hero and we're just going to pretend she's a stranger and ask her questions and questions and get to know her as if we don't. And that's another thing that I noted was with our loved ones, we pretend we we assume that we know everything about them. But that night I discovered so many new things about my nan that I'd never known before, simply by being present and asking her questions and putting my phone down and being with her and enjoying a meal. Anyway, two weeks went by and I was going to America to actually visit Chobani over in New York. And I got off the plane, turned my phone on and... Um, my grandma had passed away from a sudden heart attack. And as much as it was really sad in that moment, it was a real shift on a personal note and a business note for me. Because if it wasn't for Emma coming in with that cookbook, I don't think I would have properly stopped and connected with my nan. And um, it's funny that you asked me about the name of Mingle, but I think that the Mingle, the name picked me. And as much as we're out to you know, sell natural quality products. Mingle's mission is also greater than just selling seasonings. It's really about getting people reconnected to cooking and connecting and every day not seeing it as a chore, but really seeing it as an opportunity like I did that night with my nan. Yeah, I think it's, and, and certainly that's that's the message that I got certainly from your website as well, that, that what you want to see food and people connect uh, and then, and that's what you said about the mingle, and that reminded me of a story. I had a friend uh, who, a young guy, who just moved out of home, and he working at Subway at the time, and uh, he had his grandparents over for dinner. First time he'd been in his own place, and, and had them over for dinner. And I sort of joked with him and said, "Would you give him a couple of meatball subs and <laughs> sit him in the corner?" <laughs> But he said no. He said I took the time, and I, you know, he 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 sort of cooked them. I, I'm guessing it was a pretty simple sort of a meal. But and I spoke to them about it, and they were just bursting with pride. You know, you could just see they were so happy that he was able to have them over for dinner and cook them a proper meal. And he and his girlfriend sat down. I guess similar to what you did. Um, so that that sort of memory came back to me as you're talking about that. And I'm sure we've all got sort of memories you think about and you think that's a time when we sat down and had a really nice meal together and we're talking and it's something that we just we, we just don't do enough, I don't think. I think that's why that's why COVID nineteen has been yeah, it, it it makes me happy that it's forced people to relook at I guess those daily rituals and daily habits and yeah, allowed more than ever opportunities to connect. Yeah, and I think and I hopefully we, we don't you know, we we hold on to that and, and understand that uh, that is, and if you know that that's I think the value that you're bringing, not only getting people to eat healthy, 
But if you can sort of encourage people to start cooking for themselves and start taking the time uh, to use food to sort of connect with each other, I think it's really going to be a, have a have a great social benefit as well as a great health benefit. So um, so I'll certainly I'll take my hat off to you for for how you've created the business in that sense last last question i'll have for you john before i let you go because i know you've probably got a thousand things to do today which is probably your <laughs> most days what uh, if you could pick one skill you possess that's helped in your success uh to date in, in running your own business what what skill would you say that you've brought to the table i would probably say building relationships very early on i I realized I didn't know everything and I didn't have all the answers. And the only way I was going to go out and discover the answers and really gain the skills that I needed um, for my business was learning through people. And so I, yeah, I I guess I've networked. I've put myself out there. Um, I'm not afraid to ask questions. And I've also been really chuffed by how many people, you know, want to want want to contribute and help if you just ask and then regardless of the growth of mingle i treat it still as if it's you know a a small business um and it it still is a small business but i just never i want to remain humble and everyone that's helped me on the journey i want them to feel connected to the growth and know that they're also part of the part of the journey this is not one that i'm doing alone there's a lot of people around me and relationships really have been the key to my success and just one last thing if, if we're going into the supermarket i know you've built up your relationships with coles and woolworths and, and the supermarket chains uh, over the over the recent times if we're going into the supermarket where should we head to find the mingle uh, seasoning and um, meal-based products um so you head down the herbs and spices aisle so currently we have two flavors nationally in all supermarkets in Coles. Um, and I'm really excited to announce, um, we also have three more flavors going in in July, which um, I'm super excited about. And then in Woolworths, we're in 17 Victorian Woolworths, um, also in the herbs and spices aisle. And then if you, if you also don't have access to a Woolies um, or you don't want to go to the supermarket, you can also buy our product online, mingleseasoning.com. So as Jordan touched on at the end there, you can find her range of seasoning uh, in Woolworths or Coles in certain areas across Australia and hopefully that will continue to expand in the near future. You can also get online either via Facebook or through the website itself at mingleseasoning.com and order your own meal bases, seasons or spices uh, through Jordan's website. So I hope you got a lot out of that today. I certainly got a lot out of talking to Jordan and it's, it's great to cover a number of different bases when you talk to people and understand their journey and understand the importance of certain aspects of their life. And I think in particular with Jordan, there was a a number of factors that can resonate for all of us around work-life balance, the importance of mentors, and I think the importance of professional development as well uh, to your success across your career. So hopefully, like myself, you got a lot out of that conversation today, and I look forward to joining you again soon. (music) 